we've heard a lot these days about lead generation and lead conversion and how, how do you uh, get your leads not to abandon you at the cash register. Well, we have someone today who's going to talk to us about it. Chris Lucas is Vice President of Marketing for Formstat, and he's he's going to talk about what they've learned and how we, can, we, being small business people, can take advantage of what they've learned. But as usual, we asked Chris to tell us a little bit about himself personally as we welcomed him to the program. Yeah, thank you. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm the VP of, form, uh, VP of Marketing at Formstack. Um, so Formstack is a online form provider. We allow small businesses, medium-sized businesses to uh, help collect data. So whether it's a lead or registration or survey data, we allow them to collect that information via online form. Um, and we integrate with kind of third-party systems. And so uh, I've been at Formstack for nine uh, years. We've been around for 10 years as a company, so um, have been fortunate to grow up with the company. Um, really started doing uh, the first bit of online marketing for them when we were just kind of uh, rolling out as a product uh, and have now developed a team of over, uh, I think we've got uh, 14, 15 people on a marketing team now, um, and we do everything kind of customer acquisition from uh, paid traffic, SEO, organic traffic, all of those kind of uh, lead drivers, and then we turn them into uh, customers. So I uh, have a lot of experience in, in um, developing marketing, online marketing programs, and uh, uh, developing teams around kind of these online marketing programs. Well, how did you get get to uh, Formstack? What, what's some of your background? Yeah, so uh, I really, it's funny, I had a, a PR background. So I was actually working in, in technology PR and was working with um, enterprise B2B customers and trying to get the story about, you know, kind of interesting new technologies in the business-to-business space and uh, had a background in PR and um, happened to meet the founder of Formstack. Um, and we just kind of, our paths crossed and we started talking about kind of what he was looking for and my next challenge and uh, kind of one thing led to another I ended up uh, taking on the job. And at the time it was just kind of wearing a lot of different hats. I knew a bit of online marketing, knew uh, a lot about PR. I knew about uh, how do you gain interest from um, kind of an organic standpoint. And so that's kind of where we really started and taught myself a lot of the online marketing um, kind of process, PPC, advertising, banner advertising, SEO, kind of taught myself along the way and uh, was fortunate to very very quickly hire people who were way smarter than I was uh, to get the job done. You know, that seems to be a key, uh, <laughs> finding people who are smarter than you uh, to success. That's the best um, way to go. <laughs> now, Chris, t- tell us a little bit about what you, you found uh, about this whole area that could help our uh, um, our listeners. I want to say readers because we also have a online newsletter. But uh, tell us some of the things that you, you your team has learned over the years that can can help us. Yeah. So um, you know, more specifically, we kind of we we've done uh, very recently a kind of a conversion report, um, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the the lead capture report kind of talks about. Um, identifying top problems that marketers face when generating leads and how do we improve kind of lead quality and quantity, right? And I think one of the biggest things that we're kind of finding out is 
really as online marketers and as we're trying to drive better qualified leads to um, our website and to, um, you know, whether it's a online commerce business or just kind of um, product businesses, I think one of the things that we're, uh, that we uncovered in this lead capture report is that um, really having goals that are aligned with um, the the important metrics of the company are often where the initial breakdown is because you ha- you have to have an, a good understanding of what is it that you're trying to accomplish in an online marketing standpoint, and that's going to dr- determine kind of the big drivers of uh, of your KPIs. And so, if it's lead quality, how do you de- how do you define kind of uh, processes in your business that uh, get better leads and maybe you have to have less leads. Or if it's lead quantity, if you're judged as a marketer on lead quantity, then how do you drive uh, more leads into the system? Um, and maybe you can sacrifice a little bit of quality, but it's really having a good alignment uh, at the very start of what are the important metrics um, uh, for your for your online marketing efforts and then how do you align campaigns around those things. Well, give, give us some detail. You've you says said the process, but what are some of the things you look for, and in, uh, in these various uh, areas? Yeah, well, so I think one of the things is if you're talking about kind of lead uh, quantity, uh, then it's it's understanding how do we find the traffic, the the channels that are uh, good for driving um, traffic, right? And so. A lot of folks um, in our lead capture um, survey that we did, um, you know, they found that uh, a high volume of leads were coming through just their on-page conversions on their website. 24% of their um, their best generating leads were uh, from a high volume leads was just clicking somebody clicking on their page. Um, email marketing was the kind of second uh, biggest with 18% uh, driving the volume, and then pay-per-click advertising was 17%. So it's understanding kind of what what are ways that we can drive traffic if we're looking again if it's volume then you know email marketing and pay per click from a um, paid standpoint probably because you can buy as much traffic as you want right when you're talking about PPC um, so it's finding and understanding those channels that work best for you um, when you're trying to drive a high volume of leads and then when it's it's driving a a quality metric um, it's understanding what are the what are the things on page that are going to make people either uh, kind of qualify them or disqualify themselves. And so um, it's really understanding what what are the things that we can do via an online form or, or page copy that uh, really speaks to that customer that we really want to target and then uh, disassociate those people that we don't want to target, right? <clears throat> I see that. Well, uh, going on, uh, knowing that, what are some of the tricks – to, to getting people to the site, to getting them to give you your, the leads. What have you learned, oh, your team learned? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, from, from our perspective, it's it's all about uh, really understanding what is the, what's the messaging that you want to lead with. So um, we do a lot of uh, customer interviews and looking at the way that people use our software um, and then trying to match that messaging up with uh, our landing page copy, right? And so if it's somebody who's, Let's say use higher education. We have a lot of higher education uh, customers. Um, they really want to understand: do do we cut uh, down time on kind of building forms, and uh, do we integrate with the systems that they integrate with? And so, on our landing pages, we talk about those types of things. Um, if it's a small business for us, that is really, you know, they most small businesses don't have a website um, or have a web team or a, a, a team of people that can. Uh, 
build their websites and build their online forms. And so they want to know how powerful is this? How is it, how is it, uh, is it to use? And can I get in as a small business owner? Can I get in and build a form myself? And so that's the kind of copy that we talk to when we're talking to small businesses on that on that landing page, for instance. Um, and so we try to match that copy along with that landing page copy and speak very specifically to that easy-to-use or that powerful um, uh, kind of keyword or key messaging. So that's, that's what we found is, is if you can identify kind of use cases for your product or what kind of buyer are you trying to Mm. That's fascinating. Please continue. Give us some more of this type of information. That's what that's what we're all interested in. Yes. Yeah, well, so so really, I mean, buyer uh, understanding the buyer is just really understanding who is your who is your key customer, right? And so that I think a lot of time marketers forget to kind of focus in on that because they focus in on what's important to them um, when really you should be focused in what are the um, what are the ways that your buyer um, are, is really going to use your product for? Um, you know, it's it's kind of what what's their job to be done, and it, can you can your product or service get that job done for them? And if you can speak to that, I think that uh, often helps people kind of connect those two um, those two dots of I've got a product to sell, and I've got people that I know want to buy it, but I can't get them to do it. If you can find that what their what their job to be done is, and if you can speak to that job. Um, and then from a marketing perspective, I think you can create really compelling uh, messaging and copy and ads and things like that that speak to that. Hmm. It's, just, it's just so fast. It's just so fascinating what you're talking about. Well, what is the downside? Uh, uh, you know, I often get across, like I just got an email across now that just said, well, uh, that's all well and good. But what are the downsides to some of these things that we're doing? Well, I think from um, when we're talking about driving lots of leads, I think some of the downside is probably um, a bit of the spray and pray method. Um, You know, obviously when we're trying to build audience, um, when we're trying to attract eyeballs, we just kind of assume that we can throw a bunch of stuff out there and uh, with a more – under, with a more knowledgeable buyer nowadays, um, I think I read research uh, a while back that said um, 60% of the buying process is done before somebody even hits your website. Um, so what you have is you have a more credible, more knowledgeable buyer. Um, and so there, you know, the days of a salesperson calling you up and saying, "Hey, I've got this widget. I'd love for you to check it out." And the buyer saying, "Oh, that's awesome. Tell me more about it." Is is really gone because what's happened now is that that power is transformed um, into the customer's hands. And so oftentimes when we're trying to drive quality or quantity of leads and eyeballs and things like that, we often do the spray and pray method, um, thinking that we can drive a lot of people to our website. But what we end up driving is, is the wrong kind of people to our website. Somebody who's interested in your product or your service um, has probably already done a ton of research and they understand the ins and outs of who you are, your competitor, and things like that. And so what you really have to do, and that's where I talk about uh, understanding the the job to be done. If you can tie those things together, when you have a more informed buyer, you can create that sale in a, in a much easier way, in a much faster way. So the downside is, is really just uh, attracting the wrong people to your website and, and spending the um, spending your valuable time on the wrong customer. When if you narrow in on that targeting and get better kind of lead quality, you can uh, really hone in on who it is that you should be selling to. Well, um, is it better to uh, cast a wider net or a more focused net? 
in terms um, of the lead generation. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it, it again goes back to kind of aligning goals, right? If you're if you're looking for kind of top of funnel leads, and um, if you're looking for you want to just drive a bunch of people and you want to drive awareness, I think something like a contest is really good because you can drive a lot of eyeballs. Um, but if you have a good kind of process behind that, so you run a contest and you run uh, a contest to your website and you give away an iPad or something or a, uh, an Apple Watch, right? You're going to get a ton of eyeballs. Um, but it's what do you do with those leads? How do you qualify those at the next step? And so you can either do that in an online way. You can do that with a form, and you can ask some very qualified questions once you've got somebody in. Um, or you can do it with a sales rep. It's kind of, you know, it kind of depends on what you have uh, at your disposal. Um, but I think that there's some, some great ways to drive real top-of-the-lead funnels um, and how you get more volume, right? Um, and then there's some programmatic ways in the back end to drive more quality. And so I think it's, a, it's, it, it's aligning those goals, like I mentioned them very early on. What are, your, what are your key metrics? Where do you want to uh, – how do you want those things to align? Um, top of the funnel – eyeballs, right? The more eyeballs we can get, the bottom of the funnel and the middle of the funnel, what is that buyer persona? How are we solving that problem? How do we get just those very qualified people at the door? Well, um, the the other the other question I have is on uh, a follow-up. To me, you know, um, I always mention if you go to an average trade show and you hand out your card a hundred times, you'd be surprised if, if seven people will actually follow up. Do you, do you try to kind of align the follow-up with the lead generation? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I think when we're talking about kind of lead follow-up, um, you know, it, it definitely aligns with um, that lead generation effort. A lot of, We do a lot of content marketing. So in the, in the lead capture report that I mentioned that we kind of, uh, released earlier this year, uh, you know, content marketing is still um, still kind of underused. I think in our report, it was only 6.3 percent of the folks were using um, content marketing to drive uh, uh, new leads. And so, I think what you can do is align. So, if somebody's coming in on a piece of content that you created, um, and they're reading that piece of content. I think you should generate some sort of follow-up activity, right? Hey, I saw that you downloaded our ebook, or have a sales rep call them. Hey. You know, Mark, I saw that you uh, I saw that you read our ebook, and did you know this, this, and this? And you can kind of follow up based on the content of that um, of that ebook. Now, if it's somebody clicking on your website, um, then you can kind of, or somebody leaves uh, uh, a contact me information or contact more information uh, off your website. I think you can follow up with that person very specifically in a different way than somebody following up on content, right? So, if somebody submits something like at a trade show on your website that says, I want more information, you should be following up almost instantaneously because they're asking you to reach out to them, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think it depends on where they are in that process. If they're downloading some content and just kind of reading it, there's kind of a softer approach. If somebody says, I want more information, there should be a very direct approach and says, hey, what's that information? How do I follow up with you? How can I help solve your problem? Um, is this report available for us to read and for our audience to read? It is, um, and I can. It's uh, formstack.com, and then it's a lead capture 2016 report, and I can um, uh, share. We have a very specific link: formstack.com/report/lead-capture2016. Um, but I can definitely share that with you, and you can post that on your site. 
um, or uh, kind of however you communicate with with your uh, listeners. Okay, spell spell out your your what website again, since this is very much an audio program. Yes, it's www.formstack.com. It's F O R M S T A C K dot com. No, very very important. Uh, we often get emails back from when, when uh, this is not um, uh, brought out. But um, let me ask you another uh, question while, while we're on it. Um, uh, of all of the uh, of all of the ways that you've seen to generate leads, which way do you recommend uh, seems to work the most effectively? Yeah, um, you know, from from and again, I'll reference our, our lead capture report. Um, the one that we saw the most was just kind of on-site. Um, I think what we've seen as a business ourselves is uh, organic traffic. Obviously, um, organic traffic is the hardest um, to generate leads from, um, but uh, it's it's taken us 10 years as a company to build our brand and to build um, credible kind of public relations uh, articles and links and uh, content that we've created to drive uh, people back to our website. But I think that's often the best. Um, I think a lot of people want to use content marketing. They want to be uh, creators of content. And like I said, in our in our report, only 6.3% found that as a, uh, as a valuable way to drive leads. Um, <clears throat> but I think content marketing, a lot of people are doing it, but a lot of people are doing it wrong. They, they look at it from a, how do I put some stuff out there and how do I... Um, uh, how do I put a bunch of content out there versus va- making some very actionable content, people that uh, making content that people actually want to use. Um, and I think that's the difference between people who do really good content marketing and drive really good leads off of content versus people who just say they do content marketing. Um, so I would say, you know, finding, uh, finding organic traffic, uh, finding really good content marketing, um, and then uh, I think a lot of people still underestimate the power of email marketing. Um, it was, uh, you know, from our respondents, respondents, 17% of the uh, of our customers were, or the people that we surveyed were, were using email marketing, and that was, um, it's still a huge driver for them. Um, I think a lot of people look at kind of these newer mediums, social, whatever, um, but email marketing is still a very powerful tool if you do it in the right way. So uh, those are probably three three things that I would focus on. Um, as we close up our, our visit, Chris, what if you had one thing you had to, uh, to tell our audience about uh, lead lead generation and, and changing? What would it be? Yeah, I think um, again, I go back to kind of the simplicity of what are what are the goals that you have for lead generation? Is it is it a volume? Um, is it quantity? Uh, how do you or is it quantity? Is it quality? Uh, how do you define those things as a marketer, as a business owner? Um, and then figuring out what are the ways that I can drive uh, different kind of quality of leads or quantity of leads. I think paid um, paid avenues are really good. You can buy traffic for cheap nowadays, but it's what's the quality of that traffic going to be? If you, uh, if you really want quantity, you have to invest time in organic uh, marketing and content marketing and social media and email marketing. And those things just take time. So I think it's understanding what are the what are the main drivers of my business, um, what are the ways that I want to drive new leads, 
um, and then understanding what are the ways that I can drive leads and what do I have time for. Um, so I think those are kind of the the often over. Everybody wants new leads, right? Um, but you kind of have to understand what is the strategy behind each uh, each way of generating leads, and then figuring out what do you what do you have the capacity for. Well, that's really terrific. Chris Lucas, thank you for being with us today. I know I learned a lot, and I hope our audience did as well. Thank you again. And come back right, again next year and, and tell us a little bit more after you had another year of experience. Though with 11 years already, it's still a lot. <laughs> thank you, Donald. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on. No, I, we appreciate you. You came. Thank you again, and have a good day. All right. Thank you.